Last week on Into the Dead. What comes out of our mouth sometimes, it, it makes me laugh, man. Special teams player of the week, Alex Happ. Pow! Uh, very well done there. Let's see you, Larry. <laughs> oh, I should have known where you were going to go. <laughs> we are the opposite of any curse. So, yep. um, Coach Turnbull, no pressure. Shout out Coach Lulu Seely. She was inducted into the Deer River High School Hall of Fame. Okay, now I'm intrigued. That sounds like an extended fortune cookie. <laughs> it's time to get back into the dead. We're back and better than ever. A weekly podcast dedicated to covering the student athletes, coaches, and teams of the University of Minnesota Morris Cougars. Into the Den has no offseason. And now, the Den is open again. Let's go deep into the Den. We've got something special going on here with your co hosts, Tim Grove and Matt Johnson. Oh, yes, Matt. Uh, if we do nothing else, we have a little fun, right? 30 seconds of it at least. That is, yeah. <laughs> if we can take an hour show and melt it down to 30 seconds, uh, yeah, I'd yeah. say. I was just hoping beyond hope that Turnbull's extended fortune cookie cut was going to be on there and did not disappoint. It was and, right there. And it was. That's right. Um, so, yeah, welcome back. We are back and better than ever. Back into the den with co-host Matt Johnson. I am Tim Grove. And uh, even though the... The schedule of events was a little lighter this past week. One thing, because we were a day late, I guess mm-hmm. I would say we went Wednesday instead of Tuesday last week, which put us a, a game ahead with with soccer. Um, but also, football was off, and um, we uh, so there's just some things that'll be a little lighter. But that doesn't uh, take away from the fact that we've got some special guests in today from Cougar Women's Soccer. So we would like to welcome in from Cougar Women's Soccer. Both uh, head coach Bianca Kyle and junior Kayla Nelson. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Whoa. See, they're already in tune. This in is stereo. Be yep. In stereo. Yeah, this will be a lot of fun. This will be a lot of fun. So welcome in. Uh, and we'll get to soccer be in a few minutes. Um, but I think we have to start with, with home life, honestly, because you and your husband were are relatively new parents again, baby this summer, right? Yep. So um, I think my first question for you is, how crazy and yet wonderful is life right now? Um, it's very good. She will be one in December. What's well, it's almost summer. <laughs> like she lived through the summer. I guess so. That was that look that she get like, no, She's not like, really this summer, but okay, I'll play I'm along. Go it's it's yeah. a baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, but I mean, trying to juggle two little ones um, has been fun and exciting. And poor Alex's back is hurting a lot having to navigate <laughs> crazy season for us and so no it's been really great and how has victoria uh managed being a big sister she's adjusted really well she'll go up and at first she was very cautious she knew that there was a new baby but then now she's just like oh baby sophia and we'll give her hugs and sometimes we had to tell her to tone it down a little bit so sure. that way that the hugs aren't too hard so we're working learning soft yes. um boundaries right now yes and uh any babysitting duties for you kayla oh so yeah far? i love babysitting i'll just text bianca and go over to her house all the time well not all the time but when i can <laughs> that's great and more importantly how nice is it to have your mother in town right now um that is amazing correct. it's very amazing and it's just nice to have obviously mom here to help us with the girls but then it's just a little piece of home especially with the home-cooked meals since being in the oh, office yeah. for long periods of time. So 
Yeah, yeah, and I think that goes to my next question. How are you balancing everything? Obviously, you are very busy being in season. Alex is always in season. Your husband, I'm talking about, our director of athletic communications. I mean, similar to the den, mm-hmm. he has no off season. Correct. Right. So, um, how. How has that, how has the balance been? And obviously, you've got some help, which is great. But how has that balance been for you guys? Yeah, I think we just kind of look at it week by week, honestly, to be like, okay, what does our week look like? And you know, as there are times where one of us could be home if need be, especially when my mom was not here, to kind of balance out like who's going to be in the office right now, and then vice versa. Us having early morning practices, even though sometimes can be challenging, is helpful for us um, personally, just because then the girls are typically asleep at six o'clock in the morning and then we could kind of go throughout our day um for the rest of the day yeah so the kids are being fed and taken care of yeah fantastic and i keep a supply of apples in my office so (laughs) that's a victoria special for whenever i see her that's right yep oh that's good so um if you were not coaching soccer what would you be doing oh maybe i would continue on with my respiratory degree or Getting a PhD, even though Alex tells me no. Yeah. Yeah. So that's still something like we're thinking about doing PhD. I tell him well, yes. Alex has already said no, apparently. Like he controls right. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, when I got my master's, I accelerated it in a year and I was pregnant with Victoria. Mm-hmm. So he's like, remember when you were really miserable because he had to write all these papers <laughs> and he had to proofread them for me. So I think that was just not a fun time. Um, but then my sister and I kind of have this little deal where it's like, if one of us goes and gets our doctorate, then the other one's going to, because we're competitive that way. So of course, Dr. Kyle. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Dr. Kyle. Definitely has a point. good ring it fits. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It really does fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Kayla, you're from Andover. Yes. Um, what brought you here to Morrison in the first place? What, what made Morris the right place for you? Um, my sister went here too. Um, we're native. So we, I came mostly for the tuition waiver. Um, and I didn't start actually playing soccer until my sophomore year. I met a lot of girls on the team, and I just was really excited about that. So just I really like the school because it's smaller, too. Um, I come from kind of a bigger school in the cities, and I kind of wanted to change that up and get out of the city and get more like time to myself to think about what I wanted to do with my life. And do you know what you want to do with your life? Yeah, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going for elementary education. Fantastic. Yes. I'm Good. really excited for that. Good. And an Andover Husky. Oh, yeah. See, look at that. <laughs> Mascot pull number one. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on to the soccer season so far. Uh, Coach, talk to me a little bit about soccer and specifically with the makeup of this year's team. You know, you and I have talked about, and frankly, even on the, the den, we've mentioned many a times, 10, 10 new players this year. Is that what the number was? Mixed in with your group of returners, including some which are fifth-year players coming back and using up eligibility. So in terms of on that spectrum, it's a really wide range of people. Um, talk to me a little bit about, again, how, how the, the team has come together, how you've melded young with old, and I mean that in the best possible way, Jay and Sonny. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. that looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have 10 true freshmen and then one sophomore um, that makes up of our incoming class that we brought in. And so... I think, you know, having a little bit of an even split um, between returners and then newcomers to our program, I think has been um, something that's that goes really well, right? And so the culture within the team is great because they do a lot of things um, organically with each other, especially when we have that week of preseason. 
Um, but then it's continuing that and forming those relationships that I um, really pride our players to do because, again, it just shows testament of who they are and the type of people that we're bringing in into our program. And that's where I wanted to go with you, Kayla, is mm-hmm. is how, as a returner yourself, and maybe someone's only been in the program now for a second year, right, as you just mentioned, um, but what is it like from a player's perspective to bring in so many first-year players to the program mix them in with the returners. What have you guys, what are some of the things that you guys have done as a team to help kind of facilitate that? Yeah, so in the preseason, we have a lot of team dinners. It was a little bit of an adjustment just to get to know everyone, but I feel like once we like have those conversations with the girls and like really get to know them, um, our bond was really good. And we're, we were able to do like study hall together, which is always good because I feel like that helps us like get to know everyone a lot better too. And um, we do lake trips, which I thought was fun, and, like, team dinners at Bianca's house. So it's always a good time to hang out with the team outside of on the pitch and, um, yeah, with, like, athletics involved. Yeah, and and not only being first-year players, but players from from all over, right? We've got Mm -hmm. Minnesota players. you got players from from out-state. What is that like from a recruiting standpoint for you? I just think, you know, it really just depends on what the – especially those recruits are looking for. So a lot of times people are are surprised when you have people, especially from the West Coast, that want to come to uh, the Midwest. And uh, sometimes it's just as simple. I want to see and um, experience the seasons changing. And so even with that, it is a little bit of a shock, especially with people who are not used to the cold right now, um, (laughs) who are just getting used to it. But I think, again, it's just part of their experience and what they're wanting to get out of it for sure. So from that recruiting pitch, though, as, as I'm trying to think of myself as an 18-year-old young woman, which is challenging, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, um, but, but to come from perhaps the West Coast, what does that conversation look like? And then also, I, I would assume, in it, whatever their support network looks like, you know, parents, grandparents, whoever their their people are, the communication to say, hey, you know, your daughter, your your whatever is coming to us. We're going to take care of them. They're going to be a part of our family, even though you're perhaps 1,500 miles away. What does that conversation look like from a coaching standpoint? I think it's, you know, with our coaching staff, it's very unique. Again, we're all female coaching staff and me, myself being a mom, right? That kind of helps with that motherly role, even though sometimes I give the girls a hard time because they literally will be like, oh, like Bianca's a mom, right? She's our mom type of she thing. Is. And um, Emma being, you know, not from this country, being from Ireland, here it is another person who's not from here. And granted, I'm not from here either. But then then we have Allison. So then you have a little bit of a mixture of everyone who comes from different places that could be like, hey, you could still be successful um, here at Morris. And we give you a nice winter coat that you could use. And usually it's a lot colder <laughs> when we're away during winter break. So. What is the uh, statute of limitation of not from here yourself? I mean, is it a three-year window? Is it once you hit five years that you become from here? What? what I mean, and this is a, a personal question. Go for it. I feel like if you were born and raised, it's like, okay, you're not from here. Like, you're here, but you're not from here. I don't know. Yeah, I feel so like that. I'm, But I'm not from Morris. I've been here for like 20. But you're from Minnesota. That's not from here. Okay, well, from here for me is like the state. Yeah. Okay. All right, there we go. Kayla, what's yeah. your uh, thought on this really important topic? Um, <laughs> I mean, are you from Andover? I, um, well, kind of. I grew up in Missouri until I was like seven, and then we moved. So I've kind of been all over because, um, well, I was born in Mississippi, and then we moved to Maryland when I was two That may old. or may not have given something away for Stop later it. in the day. Shh. 
but go ahead. And then I moved to Missouri when I was three, and we lived there for a little bit, and then we moved to Minnesota. So I've kind of had a little bit of different experiences, but I would say I'm from Minnesota because I grew up there mostly. I can't wait till Bianca but. tells me she's from Minnesota too. <laughs> It'll happen. Well, a no, couple what, years from now. Born and raised. No, what, what'll be interesting is is where are her kids from? They're from Minnesota. Victoria. Victoria's from Illinois. She right. was born in Illinois. Okay, and then so that's Sophia but, was born in. And how old Minnesota. was Victoria when you guys came here? Four months. Four months. Okay, so will she consider herself from Minnesota or from Illinois? I would think Minnesota because she was like raised here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I like this is the type but of deep it, dive that we get to do in that's a day. Right, but isn't Veronica? Is, I mean, Victoria. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> isn't she also raised in Minnesota then? That's what we're saying. So then she would be, be raised. From? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Be from. So she might consider okay. herself from yeah. Minnesota. Okay. There you go. Hmm. We cracked the case. Yeah, correct. We cracked the case. Okay, now let's get into the season itself. Um, coach, with you first. You're sitting at 2-4-2 two, and two in conference play. And in a three-way tie uh, for fourth place for that all-important last you know, spot in the, in the conference tournament, what are your goals and expectations for the second half of the season? I know we've, we've played Superior twice now, which is good. Let's, let's get them out of the way, mm-hmm. right? And let's face everybody else here. What are your goals and expectations uh, for the second half of UMAC play? Yeah, I just think that you know it's for us to continue to push ourselves to continue to get better. So I always challenge the girls like every single day, get 1% better. That's all I ask for. And then whatever their best is, especially for game days, is that's all I could ask for. Um, and so with that, it's just, you know, continue to be competitive and be up for the challenge, not only physically, but mentally as well. Um, because the mental game side of it is huge for me. And, you know, it's really entrusting their own capabilities because we could give them all the X's and O's and game plans, but, the beauty of soccer, it's you could have one lineup, but at the end of the game, you could have 36 plus different lineups depending on the shift and the movement throughout the game. Um, and it's really just dependent on their own um, abilities and trusting themselves. So, as you see these teams for a second time, and Kayla, this is for you. So, like, mm-hmm. for instance, we've got Crown tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Knowing where that, that you have the same record in conference, knowing that you already split with them the last time, what's the player mentality going in with that game? I mean, there, there's, I'm assuming there's a little piece of you that says, hey, it's really important. If we can get three here, we want to get three. How, 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 what does that psyche look like from a player perspective? Um, I'm a little bit like nervous to play because I just like have such high expectations for our team and I really want us to do well. But yeah, I'm really pumped to play them. Um, yeah. Well, and coming into all these games, right? Because MLC is going to be down the road yeah. too, and and it's that's not to say that that the Bethany game or the Northwestern game aren't important. But mm-hmm. as you're in a in a just an absolute battle for one remaining playoff spot, not to say that you can't climb yeah. to three or two, respectively. That I mean, the I'm assuming the players feel it. How about from a coaching perspective? Any different preparations for you, Coach Kyle, or or do you just roll the ball out and get after it? No, I think it's just now that we've seen everybody play and then depending on film, especially the most recent film, it's helpful. So I've already watched their game over this weekend three times in the office uh, since it's been up yesterday. But really, it's just that preparation and then just saying like, hey, again, what did we do well against them the first time and how can we overexpose them to our benefit um, tomorrow? So, Kayla, speaking of of teams, what what three words would you use to describe your team? Oh gosh, um, hard working. I'm gonna count that as one word. We'll do a hyphen. <laughs> always okay. hyphenated. Hard working, 
energetic and hmm I'm trying to think of a good one. Fierce. Ooh, that was a good one. That's an awesome word. Yeah. 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 Okay, then, Bianca, on the flip side, what three words do you think your opponents would use to describe you and your team? Ooh. Scary. (laughs) (laughs) Were you scary? I was going to say just a a force to be reckoned with. Um, I would say organize, and then I would also say um, respectable. Mm Mm-hmm. So before we get into these questions, which, as you can probably attest to, I'm pretty excited about, uh, last kind of question for you is, as we're looking at your season so far, what are some areas from a team perspective that you're really happy with where we're at right now? And then what are some areas as you head into essentially the second half of your schedule, areas that you as a staff or as players have addressed and thinking that you need to approve on or, or really work hard in? Yeah, I think just a continuing to get better of all around, um, I think, is something like really positive again, because as we talked about earlier, it's having a split um, as far as returners and newcomers. It's, it is challenging and it's very hard, and especially in a short amount of time. So the way that they've been able to do that and continue to work on relationships and, you know, just continue to support each other, I think it's huge and it, it will help us in the long run. Um, and what was the other question? I'm sorry. Well, what are you doing well and what do you need to get better on? I think get better on, um, I think just a little bit of continuing continuing to know that we are a really good team. Because yeah, I think continue that. Continue to bring that intensity to yeah, games and practices. Yeah. Because I tell them that all the time, but now it's actually the belief, right? And we all know this, especially as coaches. It's we could see all the potential. We brought them, the players in um, for specific reasons. But until they really start to believe in themselves, that that's what the hurdle that sometimes can be challenging, but I know that we could get there for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there is a there is a confidence and a belief factor that goes into all of that, right? And I think it just takes maybe just one key win, um, and maybe that key win is tomorrow. You know, you go out and and you you beat Crown, and that gives you an extra level of confidence, mm-hmm. and and now it's a springboard to the second half of conference play, and and who knows what can happen from there. So, um, yeah, very exciting to think about, and of course now. That brings us um, to something that we like to call Little Known Facts. <laughs> and uh, we're happy to put Coach Bianca Kyle on the hot seat today. I reached out, as I typically do, to the women's soccer team, and I heard back from a good majority of them. I think we've got 12 facts here. Well, actually, 24 facts. I've asked for two from each of them. Uh, and we'll see how well you do. And, of course, Kayla's here as uh, yeah. as, as support <laughs> system if you need. <laughs> And I'll note, no notes in front of Coach Kyle at this point in time either. She's going off the cuff with yeah. this. No notes. No Love roster it. list. No. Uh, Even Turnbull last week was on his phone, I believe. Hoffman well, was. Cheater. Oh, well. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Here we go. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. All right. You got it, B. Clue number one. Yeah. Good luck to you. <laughs> I can name all 50 states in alphabetical order. Let's see how close this team really is if you can't get this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I would say that would be an AJ move. Well. No, but this person is also left-handed. Oh, who was that? <gasps> who was that is right, because in her note back to me, she did say, we should get this, because I just we mentioned it. We literally just went over this in film. Oh, my god. Who was it? 
They're sitting in the front row. I know. Is it a new? Oh, it's, it's not even going to help me either way. <laughs> oh my gosh, who else is left-handed like me? Us, like us. Us. Is it? I don't think it's CJ. Oh, is it a newcomer or is it? It's not CJ. Okay, well, who sits in the front row? It's Start Maya. the timer. <laughs> CJ. Who else is there? I'm going to say um, Ayla. No. <laughs> Kaya. Oh, I should have known that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I share a birthday with another soccer player. Oh. Is this, like, obvious? It's you? It's me, but it's not me. <laughs> Those other person. Yes. It's, Kayla, birthday. it's Kayla's birthday, but yeah. it's not Kayla. So who shares a birthday with Kayla? You would know this because at these practices, then you get twice as much cake. That's right. We don't have... It's not in season. At this social gathering, you get twice as much cake. <laughs> I'm glad Kayla knew this, at least. I'm phoning a friend and Kayla. It's <laughs> care. Oh, yeah. May 17th. There you go. Now, you may have gotten this one, too, because uh, the other clue was, I traveled the farthest from home to come to Morris. Yes, that is care. Okay, there you go. Uh, next one. My middle name is Kristen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, way to just give me. Did or good. I know. Um, I would say I know it's not Sadie. No, it's someone from my house. I'm gonna say, um, Sophia Watkinson. And I hate chocolate. Jay. Jay, Her Kristen, middle name's Kristen? Kristen. Oh, she's got more than that. Yes. Have you ever asked her what her full name is? No. Oh, Timmy, what is her full name? Well, now you're putting me on the spot. It's Hi Jason, and then there's a long name, and then Kristen Kawate. And there's a there's another long Jay, I'm sorry, I can't come up with this right now. But there's another relatively long name between Hi Jason and Kristen that she goes by with her full All name. Right. Oh, All wow. Right. Yes. So there you go. Who knew? Well, Tim. I did. I, 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 just I did not. I just can't come up with it right now on the spot, so I apologize for that. Uh, I am a middle child. Oh, um, I'm gonna say Jaslyn. Ja- although Jaslyn might be, she might be. Okay, what's the second clue? My name is a combination of my dad's name and my mom's middle name. Awesome clue. It's a really good clue. I mean, not something that Coach Kyle should okay. get or know. Right. <laughs> right. No, CJ goes by. When you see uh, it. Her gra- uh, there's an initial with her grandma, I believe. Oh. Is it CJ? It's not CJ. Okay. Oh, gosh. Da, da. Shh. Sir. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Johnette. Boom. <gasps> Good job. Oh, Very well done. Very well done. I have two French mastiffs and two chickens. Who has chickens? I love me a little chicken. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to say Ayla because she lives on a farm, but... You, That's yeah, negative. No. Okay. She has cows. 
Well, yes, I know that. No chickens. So yeah, that's an insult to Lewis than just assuming everybody from my town. <laughs> uh, oh, he gotta have chickens. I bet Manny had chickens too. Um, I'm gonna say. Oh, I think I might know this one. Let no. me give you this too. Clue okay. number two. Okay. I am scuba certified. Now this is AJ. The- what? AJ has chickens. I don't know, but she's well, scuba certified. And two French mastiffs. Okay, yeah. What? I mean, let's, and I think let's statistically, not... most people with chickens also have French mastiffs. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to me. The two go together. Yeah. So the scuba stuff with soccer. I mean, was it uh, Cooper Jones or somebody yeah, from the men's soccer done like team? ten or twelve oh expeditions. Or wow. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's cool. Okay, rock climbing is my secondary sport or hobby. Rock climbing. Probably, probably not a Minnesota thing. We have rocks. Since her second clue is, I'm from the West Coast. Oh, that narrows it down. It does. Um. Okay, so there's Danny, Madison, Madison, Bella, Malia, Kay. I feel like it might be Kay. I'm gonna go with Kay. Heck yeah! Well done. That was good teamwork. That was good teamwork. Uh, now, someone's going to have to help me out with this. I don't understand this. Okay. Um, I have twin grandmas. Oh. How is... Grandmas that are twin... Or her, her grandma is a twin. I have twin Maybe grandmas. Maybe that's what it means. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, her grandma's Ray, a twin. Ray Stevens. I am my own grandpa. Have you ever heard that song before? <laughs> no. That's outstanding. But, um, <laughs> but I'm trying to connect the fact that can have twin grandmas and I'm not sure how to I feel like how to get maybe there. they're they were twins this. and they both married I know this one but how is that grandma? I'm not sure I don't know I either. think it is that her grandma is a twin I think that's what she meant okay well if we're gonna go, go that, that route then secretly I would say maybe Emma because she's a triplet but I feel like you didn't reach out to Emma did not okay I, so she's Emma is not on the list I don't remember who it is though okay let's hear the second clue clip. number two my favorite animal is a shark oh does that come up in conversation? Danielle. Okay. Obviously wow. did. <laughs> nice. Oh, they got yeah, a little shimmy over here. Spirit animal or I'm not sure. You know, people listening to this can't appreciate the celebratory shimmy that <laughs> I know, uh, Coach B just, just rocked right over here. That was very well done. <laughs> <laughs> I have one sister. I have one sister. So do I. So do I. I don't. I do. Oh gosh! Oh, Shout AJ, out, we already did Beth Nagiski. Yep. <laughs> Maddie doesn't have sisters. Kim has a sister. Let's hear the second clue. I was born in California. Okay. Oh, that does not help. Because wasn't Madison born in California? So I think she'd be throwing us off. And then obviously Malia's from California, so I feel like she that's would too do obvious. That. I'm gonna say Madison. Bingo. You guys are heating up. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, four in a row. No, five in a row. Oh, we're on a streak. Wow. There we go. No, Excellent. sit. Did, you got Jay, too. Yeah, yeah, Wow. I did get Jay. All we right. got something going on here. Well, good luck. My favorite food is sushi. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Would you like clue number two? I was born in Mississippi. Let <laughs> 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 me <it> Kayla? <laughs> See, and that one doesn't count. So I'm only she, keeping you at seven in a row. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did that to herself. It's I cool. know. 
listen, I'm sorry that my phone a friend gave a clue before and I was paying attention. I didn't know I was going to have to give a whole backstory. All right. <laughs> I appreciate this one. I actually had to look up what this was because I wasn't sure, but I have a bearded dragon. <gasps> oh, a lizard. Oh, I it know is. this one. Thing. It is a lizard type of thing, yes. I'm, I know this one, but I'm going to let you think on it. Is it someone from your house? Nope. Okay. I have played hockey since I was young. So other hockey players, CJ, but it's not CJ. Well, and hockey players, hockey players that double as soccer athletes. What do they normally? They, they yeah. There's yeah. a there's a typical position that they that they are in. They're one of the three. They're one of the three. Yep. It's that, not. That's on our team. Chantel. Yeah. I'm not even enjoying this anymore. <laughs> Why? Because you're supposed to get these wrong. That's the whole point. And then we laugh and we smile and you're like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm the one that gets roasted at practice the next yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> That's we don't fact. take it easy. You're doing well. I am from Minnesota. Clue <laughs> okay. number one. Oh, I like that clue. There's okay. a down. Well, it does some. Okay. I'm not sure if this will help, but this is a good clue. I have a 20-plus pound cat back home. <gasps> I know this one. Of course, back home is still Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Back I'm, I'm glad. Quotes, <laughs> quotes back home since Air we covered this earlier. Yep. I know That's this. a big cat. That is a she just huge. Posted on her and you're a big cat day. guy, period. So, well, uh, well you, please. Oh. Big cat stadium guy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a cat person? And somebody loves to shove food in front of it. Say what the cat's name is? It does not. Do you know what the cat's name is? I don't no. Know. I'm sure it's Whiskers. <laughs> not Garfield. No. <laughs> um, is it a returner? No. It's a freshman. Okay. Um, it is uh, CJ. Yes! Oh no! no way! <laughs> what? That Just was pulling guess. one out of her hat. <laughs> I got nervous. Okay. <laughs> We've got one more chance here to embarrass Coach B. Last one. I have been to five continents. Oh, geez, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. Oh. Considering going back to my geography days, there's a total of seven. What'd you say, me? That's correct. Yeah. You picked someone new? I did not. Oh, okay. What's the second clue? I was captain of the mathletes in high school. <laughs> yes, Sunny. Kayla. It says mathletes. <laughs> And of course it would be sunny. Yeah. Of course it would be sunny. I'm surprised she released that information. Um, I'm sure she's got a sweatshirt yeah. at home. I'm sure she does. Yeah, I'm sure she does. So I wasn't keeping a tally here, but uh, once she warmed up, you did awfully, awfully well. I think you only missed two. Yeah. I missed the first two, yeah. I feel like. Again, once she hit her stride, nobody's going to hold coach down. Um, no. This is also a team Nobody effort, though. Yeah. Down. Yeah. So no, Kayla did a Kayla did a good job. Kayla did a good job. So thank you for playing Little Known Facts. That was fun. But with one of the player responses, I did want to share this with you because um, she asked uh, that I share this. Please let Bianca from the whole team. Please tell Bianca. I don't think you're going to cry. But she did say, please tell Bianca from the whole team that we are very thankful for everything she does for us, and we appreciate the sacrifices that her and Emma make for this team. So, um, very big thank you from um, 
uh, a specific individual on behalf of the entire team. So they appreciate you, as do we all. Mm -hmm. Continue to yes. do what you're doing. Thanks. Uh, we love you, B, <laughs> and the soccer team. And uh, thanks for coming into the den. You guys were awesome today. A lot thanks, of fun. Guys. Thanks. thanks, guys. Well, that was fun. Um, well, yeah, it wasn't as fun as it could have been, well, however. No. When Bianca you, just absolutely killed every answer, yeah, which is you, good. When, when you know your team that well, I guess, I um, guess. You know, there's only so much fun we can have. Um, so, yeah, that was good. But since we are on the topic of soccer, we will move on to the men's soccer information uh, who just played, as the women did, just played UWS on Saturday. Superior really dominated the match. Um, I didn't look to see how cold it was that day, but I know going in, we were kind of talking about yeah. the, you know, the, it was cold enough around here. I can only imagine what things were like uh, up in Superior, Wisconsin. But uh, Superior dominated the match and really proved that they're among the, the conference favorites. Um, they have one loss on this on the season thus far on in the conference play thus yep. far only to bethany i believe yep. and bethany doesn't have a loss but they do have a tie so it's really those two are are i don't want to say running away with things but they're putting themselves in a really really good position yeah i think when the dust settles that i mean those two teams even from what we've seen and now we've seen superior twice obviously are the the two best teams in the conference and then i think there's a a pretty big grouping then of what that next tier is. And that's not to say the Cougs can't ascend into that, but it just, they haven't found that stride and superior is good, you know, and give respect where respect is given. I think they're, you know, multiple time defending champion and they've done some things there that, that are good. But in terms of that game on Saturday, again, I, I got to see it on my phone. Yeah. You know, I didn't make the trip. Um, but the, the Jackets did dominate play. I mean, in terms of the, the statistics you look at, in terms of you know having the ball and shots on goal and things like that, T, it was it was hard for, for the Cougs to get anything going offensively. Yeah. Now, Nick Isensi did have 11 saves in the match, which uh, which is a highlight. Um, but we just didn't – offensively, we just didn't get many opportunities. No. I mean, 11 saves, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, and it's not right in front of me, but I think Superior had like 37 shots yeah. on goal. I mean – or no, shots, excuse me. Yeah, I think 17 were on goal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's one of those things where – I mean, if you pepper the, the keeper with as many balls, I mean, they're bound to have some to get by Nick, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm sure, I mean, hopefully coach and and both coaches took something out of the game to work on. But yeah, Superior's darn good. And now they're going to flip that page, just like what we talked with the women's team. Um, and, and the men have even dug themselves a little bit more of a hole because record-wise, you know, the, what are they, one and... Yeah, it's... Uh, um... I know, I know that they've got one win and a, and a few ties. Correct. Yes. That now they've got to go into this match tomorrow. And and although the women could suffice with a tie, you know, and, and kind of maintain there um, and not the goal, whereas the guys really need to start getting W's. And, and I think coach is aware of it. And I'm sure the guys are aware oh, of it yeah. as well, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the Cougs uh, will play at home tomorrow, as mm -hmm. we mentioned, and that game will be broadcast on the Cougar Sports Network with Gordon McIntosh. So if you don't, don't have a chance to get out to uh, the pitch here on campus, uh, you can tune into CSN, and the women are starting at 1 and the men at 3.30. And, again, that'll be um, broadcast live on Cougar Sports Network yep. with, with Gordon. And with that end, too, I mean, I know we've mentioned the weather a little bit. And even on the walk over today, it's a little bit brisk, but it's still a nice fall weather out there. You know, 3.30 tomorrow, an opportunity to come out and support these the, the guys, and then obviously the women as well, too. But in matches where they need to go and, and take care of business on our own pitch versus a team that we've seen and tied already this year. You know, we need to go and – Play good defensively, get a couple goal, you know, shots on goal, have it result the right way, and let's sing the rouser. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to golf, who had the UMAC championships last week, as we previewed just a little bit, and they 
The uh, UMAC Championships is a 54-hole event over three days. And on the men's side, Matthias Warrington was the top golfer for the Cougars over those three days, finishing in 25th place. And as a team, Morris finished in 7th out of 8th. Uh, the winner was UW Superior, uh, who really went out and played some some good golf over those three days. On the women's side, Hannah Selig, a name that we have mentioned time and time again here uh, this fall, finished the tournament in 10th place and Paisley Sierra in 14th. So they had a pretty good showing there. And then as a team, Morris finished, excuse me, Morris finished fifth out of eight with um, University of Northwestern in first place there, which was no surprise to either one of us. Yep. I mean, Northwestern, we had talked about earlier, is just putting up some basically historic numbers. Uh, and I think they performed well in championship too, although they didn't, I mean, Crown, I believe, finished in second place. Uh, and, and the margin was relatively close. But uh, Northwestern is who we defeated last year for the conference championship and came down literally to the last hole. Uh, and they they came out and played really well. And that's not to say that our women didn't either, but the comp- the composition of the team is different this Correct. year. You know, yeah. we had graduation last year. We lost a couple really key golfers. Justine, who who had been our one and mm-hmm. would have been, you know, didn't end up playing in the championship for us. So for Hannah to go out and, and compete and Paisley to go out and, and fight, um, and, and everyone else that played too, you know, right. it's the result didn't go the way the coach Kaler wanted to, obviously, but I think the 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 competition they showed was good and and I've got to mention too you know there were some all conference nominees given out on both of them as well and one of those went to Justine and I think when you look at that in terms of just the entire body of work she didn't even play in the championship and was still honored as first team all conference so I think that speaks to the impact that she had on the matches that she played and 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 had she been able to compete you know she probably would have been right there in that same mix too so uh to everyone else that earned those all conference honors uh, you know congratulations to you and that kind of bookends golf now until spring where they kick their season up again yeah it does so that does uh put a close to the fall season and uh spring season schedule will be out here uh, later and and we'll have a chance to talk more golf in the spring once yep. uh, once that rolls around um, but we, what we can talk about now is uh the fun volleyball season that is going on and as we mentioned last week, um, our Cougs had an opportunity to play the number fourth ranked team in the country uh, at the University of Northwestern here on Saturday. You and I both had the opportunity to watch at least some of that and parts of that on Saturday. It goes down as a 3-0 loss, but the match was much, much closer than that. I mean, you look at the first set, there were 13 ties in the first set alone. Final tie being at 21-21 before mm-hmm. Northwestern kind of uh, closes things out. In the second set, the Cougars had three set points, and that one turned out to be a 30-28 to 28 score. And then the third set was also tied at 21 before UNW closes out 25-22. So if you look at it, yes, it goes down as a 3-0 loss, but I think there's so much more to it than that than just, oh, 3-0, we got swept. Yep. I'm during well i suppose after the match i'm texting the athletic director from northwestern and just said hey it looks like a great atmosphere thanks for hosting etc and and matt hill straight up said he's like this is a great team he's a great atmosphere what the cougars always bring i'm communicating with coach susan guth afterwards too and kind of sharing the same message yes we lost that thing 3-0 but honestly each and every one of those sets could have gone our way specifically that second one with like as you referenced three different you know set points points, yeah that that Northwestern, they're number four in the country for a reason. I mean, there's no denying that. And at the same point in time, we are just a fraction behind them right now. You know, that 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 we're so close that you even take just one of those sets and maybe that springboards into two or three and, and it's happened before. And and again, I have high hopes that it can happen again this year, you know, yeah. but but 
not to take anything away from Northwestern because they're outstanding, but so are our Cougs, man. Correct. We are a good, good volleyball team. Correct. And I'm excited about what what comes next for us. Yeah, and and I think the other, the other thing of note here is, that, and I didn't go back to look at this. I'm just trying to rely on things that I have heard. I don't think that Northwestern volleyball has lost a set in conference since 2021. I believe that to be true. And I don't think they've lost a match in conference since we beat them in the conference championship in 2018. Sure. I believe that is also correct. Yep. Yes. So when, when you're thinking about that program and, and, and the amazing things that Coach Wilmoth mm-hmm. you know, continues to do there, yep. and then know that the Cougs are right on that they doorstep. Right you know, there. And, and I'll say this again, and I know we talked about it last week. I love the makeup of our team. Yes. I think we're deep. I think we have, a, you know, there's not really a weakness on the floor for us. We can go to our bench and bring in people. It's just, this is a team that's going to cause havoc for us. And and I know, I, I think I text you right after. Yeah, you were at the Gopher game, mm-hmm. and I'm even texting you. Northwestern comes back to our place on Friday, November 3rd. Yes. Which I know is whatever that is, three weeks from now. Yep. Um, but soccer is at home. Or excuse me, they're not traveling that day. Football isn't traveling that day. Golf season is done. Basketballs are in season. My intent and my hope is that we absolutely slam the CSC gym on that Friday night. Yeah. Now, does that mean that we're going to win that match? No, not necessarily. But I want to at least have the Eagles come into an atmosphere like we get generally when we go to the Erickson Center. You know, even the announcers and, and Northwestern's announcers do a really good job. But they said that it is just a sea of purple here. Yeah. You know, he said it's, I believe, something to the extent of this is as full as I've seen this gym for a non playoff game in my mm-hmm. time here. And I yeah. thought, of course you were. The Cougs are in town. Yeah. You know, and now it, it, an opportunity for us to return the favor to as an AD, that gets me excited, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, and just a quick shout out to Ryan Mitchell at, for, with the Eagle Sports Network. He does a great job on all their sports. Um, uh, and and he he was really, really good on, on Saturday yeah. as well, broadcasting and um, just does a great job. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think we are so close. And if any one of those whether it's the first one, the second one, either one of those goes our way. Who knows what happens from there on out? You don't know. No, but, I, but that's but how I, close we are. Yeah, and to, to sit there and say just what ifs, right? But if we take that second set, how does a team like Northwestern, because don't tell me those women aren't aware of that too. They absolutely are. Absolutely uh, are. You know, they're sitting there saying, hey, we don't lose sets in conference. And, yep. and it's part of the reason why you yep. know they've continued to excel. But when we take one of them from them, which we will, again, I just, I know it, how are they going to respond? And maybe they respond by, you know, pinning their ears back and away they go, or maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But that's where there's a lot of matches between now and November 3rd. But I've got that one circled on my calendar because I just think, Tim, that's an opportunity for us to show what we're all about. And by the way, it's a week before the conference tournament as well, too, yes. which who knows what happens. We could see him again right away. We could absolutely see him right away again. So yeah. setting the table for for what's to come, hopefully. Yeah. So obviously very proud of our, of our Cougars for just, um, I mean, it's... You don't want to say it's a moral victory, but we just stood toe to toe with one of the top teams in all of Division Three volleyball, and uh, there's a lot to be there's a lot to take away from that. They played for a national championship last year, and wow. we just now we didn't get it done, but we played with We're them. Right there. And I'm excited about what comes next. Yeah. So uh, just some statistical stuff. Uh, Laura Wellbrock led the way with nine kills. Anna Molstead added eight. Kenzie Newton had her typical Kenzie Newton game, 25 assists. And in terms of the dig, Sydney, Sydney Eckhoff led the way for the Cougars there with 13. Um, the Cougars will take a break now from UMAC action, or shall I say UMAC action? 
I would copyright that. How about immediately. that? Huh? Yeah, I think I will. Um, so they take a break from UMAC here this weekend. They'll play uh, Concordia and St. Ben's at St. Ben's. So um, we know that the, that the season was extended by a week. So I'm assuming that this is how that kind of falls yep. into play, where they got an open weekend. Yeah, essentially, it's a conference buy for everybody. Um, but looking around at the schedules, it's not. You know, we're we're traveling and getting a couple games in. Northwestern is actually traveling to New York. I mean, there's people traveling sure. all over the place, but a chance to get some other non-con opponents in yeah. before you get back to it. And what's exciting about now this second half, beside for that upcoming match we referenced, is we've only played two home conference matches so far. <laughs> right. So as yeah. I look at at getting our women to get back home, you know what I mean? We're going to have a pretty robust schedule of home events, which, yes. again, we we draw well. They're good. It should be an exciting atmosphere for the next couple of weeks in the CSC. Yeah, yep, it'll be good. So um, good luck to volleyball as they continue to move forward there. Football, as we mentioned, they did have their bye week this past weekend, uh, and they'll play Westminster this coming weekend in Morris. Westie is coming off a 28-14 to victory over Martin Luther. Um, the Cougars, of course, coming off that nice win over Greenville that we talked a lot about last week. Uh, and just looking forward to having them back at home, back playing again, um, and see what they can do on Saturday against a, a good Westie team um, at Big Cat Stadium here this weekend. Yeah, it's it's go time. I, I know, I think we mentioned it last week on the, the Dan, but I'll reference again. The buy in Coach Hoffman's standpoint fell in the exact right time, right? We came through a pretty grueling non-conference schedule. We got a huge win versus a conference opponent. Yes. And all of a sudden you can hit pause, hopefully get some of those little nagging injuries taken care of, clear the mechanism you know go get back out and play and now they've got five straight conference games you yeah. know and all of them are important and Westminster's a sneaky team and they always have been because sometimes you'll look at them and they don't look great or they 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 lay an egg and then they'll come out and they'll throw they completely dominated Martin Luther last week I was able to watch portions of the game and see it you know and that's a Martin Luther team that had Northwestern on the ropes just a week before correct so it'll it'll see what version of Westminster shows up the one thing I will say historically speaking them traveling up here has has boded well for us. Sure, I mean it's it's a long time on a trip. It's hard to go like what the Cougs did last week, two weeks ago, to go on the road, a twelve hour trip. Although Westy's like ten and a half, but either way, to get off everything, you're, it's a challenge. Yeah, you know. So I I, I like our chances obviously, and I'm excited about uh, watching what the Cougs can do. Yeah, and we've 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 gotten to a point where now we're expecting these wins from the Cougars. Yeah, right. I mean we're Westy's coming in. Yep, let's let's go get them. Yep, expecting them, but understanding that if you don't play the right way, 100%. you don't take care of the ball. That's that's where trouble arises. So I think the mindset of the football staff remains the same as one game at a time. 100%. Yeah. And as we talked to Coach Hoffman about when he was here, there's a little uniqueness to the scheduling because after we host Westy this coming weekend, we go right back out there the following weekend for a non-conference game. Yep. Yep. So uh, again, just because of the way that the schedule shook out this year, Westminster and Morris both happen to have an opening in the same week. You're not going to find somebody who has a buy no, in week you're seven. Not. You're just no. not. So in order to get our athletes 10 games, we did it. And so it comes as a non-con. But I will say that starting next year, there's a hybrid schedule in football where we're actually playing MLC twice next year, both of them as conference games too. Sure. So um same setup that, that we have this year, essentially, but we're going to count every game versus a conference opponent as a conference game. Yeah, good deal. And and that game will, of course, be 
uh, over the airwaves on Cougar Sports Network. And who knows, it might be uh, Athletic Director Matt Johnson with the voice of the Cougs that day. Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah, out of who necessity knows? or whatever, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, Brett Miller, and I hope you're listening, Brett. I don't know if you are, but uh, longtime voice of the Cougars oh, and, and has done such an amazing job for KKOK, KMRS. Yes. Uh, and Brett moved on to another position. And all of a sudden, it leaves a glaring hole in sport coverage here in it local does. media. Yeah. Um, so we'll pick up whatever pieces we can as as the Cougar faithful that we are. But yeah, if I got to call play-by-play for the Cougs, so be it. Yeah. Because it's that important to get them on the air. And for those of you listening, you know, can tune in on the radio station or through Cougar Sports Network and, and listen to Cougars in action. Right. And and thank you for mentioning Brett. He has uh, certainly done a lot for Cougar football, but also just the the area sports landscape yep. with the Tigers and just, and not only that too. It's it's the it's the area schools around that um, that know and love his voice and, and his calling of, of all sporting mm-hmm. events, not just football. So, um, yeah, he'll certainly be missed by the radio station and by, by fans that tune in that way. Um, you know, you get pretty accustomed to hearing a voice calling your team, and Brad has been that voice over the last few years, and he will certainly be missed. Yep, he certainly will, but um, like anything else, he's excited for the opportunity for the change. Yes, and, of course. And we'll move forward, and, and we're going to continue to bring you Cougar Broadcasting. Yes. In whatever way that looks like, whether that's Bannock or whether that's yep. um, like like Randy does for basketball and volleyball, or that's Mr. McIntosh with the soccer and softball piece, or me and you pretending to be baseball guys, absolutely, which is almost baseball season, baby. Yep. I can't yep. wait to get out there. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'll see what Saturday brings. But the Cougs are going to be on the air, and, and hopefully they're they're coming away with a dub. And we know what this means. We have an opportunity to share once again a tweet by Coach Burke. And I quote, The path to success is rarely a straight line. There are twists, turns, uphills and downhills. Each experience helps prepare us for the next. Inch by inch, step by step. We need to keep moving forward and stay confident in our ability to achieve our goals. Installment five of Coach Burke tweets. I don't think I could have said it better myself. As a matter of fact, I know I couldn't. No. Ah, uh, we love you, Coach Burke. Uphills and downhills. Uphills and downhills. Uh, in the snow, both ways. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. At, you know, when, when he was growing up, yep, I'm sure correct. it was. Um, cross country did not compete last week. They'll run again here this coming weekend at UW UW Lacrosse. So they'll continue to prep themselves yep. uh, and and be as as good as they can be when it comes championship time. Yep, and the, down at UWL uh, and just the the. WIAC as a general is just some high-level competition. So they're going to go run versus some really good opponents in preparation for October 28th, which is the UMAC Championships, which we are technically, I guess, one of the host schools of this year, although it's been held in Winthrop. So uh, Morris's responsibility is a small check, and we need to make sure we have five volunteers down there. There you go. Um, But I'm going to be there like I have in years past and and supporting the men and the women on for the championships. And um, they've got, again, a chance to run this weekend, take a small break, and then get after it on the 28th. Good. Sounds good. Um, and before we wrap up, we, we had a special guest on campus last. Well, he's actually still here today. Uh, but I'd love for you to, to highlight the guest that we had on campus last night and just tell us a little bit uh, more about who was here and, and why he was here and what he shared. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, one thing, and you and I have talked about it a lot, Tim, mm-hmm. and, and as a department we have as well, too. I think one thing that we've added here in the last couple of years to our athletes is, is an opportunity for them to have 
outside voices, to have people who are experts in different fields come in and talk to them. And and it's not always centered around EDI, equity, diversity, and inclusion, but but the last couple have been. You know, we had Dr. Greenfield last yep. year, for instance, as an example. Uh, and this year we found a speaker who's got ties to Morris. His name's Michael Johnson, uh, was actually a student athlete here in the early 90s um, and had a real tragic incident in his life. Um, I mean, for many people could have been absolutely derailing, like, you know, no recovery from. And instead, Michael used that. And the message he shared with the athletes last night was he used that as a catapult then into the what, what you know, became of him in his life. And and when you think about it, he's not a Cougar grad. He came here, this thing happened to him that was horrific. He ended up going, you know, multiple different places. But what he did was he found his footing and he found his path. And, and kind of the message was, I could have used that to Again, in his words, he could have been dealing drugs or he could have been incarcerated or he could have been anything else. He was from inner city Chicago, you know, and instead he used that. Now he's one of the most successful uh, CEOs in the company or CFOs or CEO, I believe CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Wisconsin. Um, and, and not that it's tied to the dollar sign, right, but makes millions and millions and millions of dollars. And he had come from nothing. And again, he had these things happen in his life. And it was inspiring for the kids to hear. Um, and not just about his message, but but about the fact that everybody's got stuff going on in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's mm-hmm. got, not everybody's always just hunky-dory and, and, and there are challenging times, but you can either fight through those and use your support networks or not. And and as a part of that, you know, Liz Thompson, our partner in EDI yep. was there. Gene Williamson was there from our counseling office. And we've talked about that relationship too. Correct. Uh, so again, when you talk about what Cougar Athletics is about, the wins and losses are great, and I want the soccer teams to make the tournament, and I want football to beat Westy. All of those things are all great. But when it's said and done is, is I want to look back at athletes we bring here as 18-, 19-year-old young adults and watch them grow over their three, four, five years in our program and, and see. And, and providing them with examples and experiences like this is a huge part of that. Yeah, and I think that's, that goes to um, not only your leadership here within the department, but I think connections that you've got around campus with with EDI, um, under the direction of Sandy Olson Loy, some of those, just those those entities that um, are willing to to partner. And you mentioned Gene Williamson with with counseling, to partner and and bring in these these I will say quote unquote outside voices. Now this was a this was a, a former Coog here, right? But um, these these outside voices that that can share experiences and and so we can be more than just an athletic department, right? And I think that's the point here is that. That giving our athletes these other avenues um, for experiences and and that type of thing that is that will be helpful to them and maybe for some of them that's what exactly what they needed to hear yeah. last night for whatever reason is going whatever things are going on in their lives. Yep. So I just think it's a, a great thing again under your leadership that we are doing within this department. Well, part of the thing, and this is where you even talk about us growing as individuals, that it's easy to just be content. You know, and I'm big with that, man. When things are going good, you just hey, keep riding the wave. And instead, part of the thing that I love about Morris, and this is truly a, a byproduct of Sandy and her leadership with me, uh, among other people on campus, is to challenge that status quo. Yeah. You know, to, to bring in speakers that are going to share messages that don't necessarily always on surface resonate with you, but you can find that meaning in it. You know, as Michael was talking last night, Tim, there's no... There, there was no similarity in my childhood. Sure, yeah. You know, sharing where he grew up, how he grew up, things like that. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this has nothing, I, I can't relate to any of it. But then when he got into the message about things that, that are tragic in life and how you respond to them, I'm like, that doesn't matter where you grew up. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. It's about overcoming diverse or, uh, uh, you know, tough situations and embracing diversity and mm-hmm. looking at things from different, you know, points of view. And and that's where I just help, I hope, 
that that throughout the course of our and this isn't a one and off. I mean, we'll do more to to continue to to help our student athletes grow and see different things uh, and learn. And and so yes, that's a long winded answer. But last night's speaker was great. Yeah, I mean he he is not me. He is not you. He is not Coach Penny. Right. Different voice, different tone, different experiences. But to have 300 kids plus in a room, student athletes hearing this this message, it was awesome. Afterwards, a bunch of people went down and asked questions about, "Hey, how did you do this?" and talking about your philanthropy and how mm-hmm. did, you know. It, it was it was impactful, man. Way worth it. And I'm so proud he's here, and I'm excited to hear him talk here at 11:40 today as well. Great. Um, so as we look forward to this week's schedule, again we have mentioned soccer. They are home. Tomorrow versus Crown, again, that'll be on CSN. Uh, and then they travel to Northland on Saturday. Volleyball, as we just mentioned, is at St. Ben's on Saturday, playing Concordia and St. Ben's. And then football, home against West- Westminster. Um, and as we mentioned, both soccer and football can be found on the Cougar Sports Network. Uh, special thanks and shout out to Mike Seahawker, engineer, Jack Gala, student intern. And just want to take a moment just to Thank our, our listeners. You know, sometimes we we make light sometimes, uh, but we do have um, a nice listening base out there. And there are a ton of podcasts and there's a ton of choices out there. And a lot of you are choosing us weekly and we appreciate that. So just a thank you uh, to them for spending time with us each week. We hope that we, um, as Gordon has told us, are informative and entertaining. And I guess if, if, uh, if we can have a podcast that is both of those, we will take it. So thank you to our listeners. We certainly appreciate you. Um, for my co-host, Matt Johnson, I am Tim Grove. And until next time, go Cougars. You've been listening to Into the Den with Matt Johnson and Tim Grove. Let's put a bow on this thing. To get the latest episodes of Into the Den, follow us on Spotify and online at morriscougars.com. Until next time, go Cougars.